Time has been weird during these last three months, hasn't it? I, it sometimes it seems short and sometimes it just seems so long. I, um, somebody was talking to me about an event that happened last uh, September and I said, my gosh, that was September. It seems like it was just yesterday that that happened. At the same time, themes, things that seemed that happened in April, uh, April or March uh, seem like they've been around forever, you know, and, and uh, it just seems like we've been stuck in these three months for a long, long time. It's hard to say, you know, what day is it? How often have you said, what is today? Is it Thursday? Is it Friday? Is it Sunday? What is it? You know, um, which got me to thinking about the two understandings um, that Greek has of time. Greek has two words for time. One is chronos, from which we get chronology, chronological order, and the other is kairos, kairos, K-A-I-R-O-S. Chronology, chronos time is, you know, it's ordinary time. There's nothing new. It's the same old, same old. What's happening? Nothing's happening, you know. It's routine. It's predictable. It's like the shower you take every morning, you know, Don't you start with, you know, you wash each body part in the same order. It's routine. That's how you can remember what you're doing. You know, uh, sometimes it's called just empty time. We don't remember so much. It's not really memorable. Kairos time is about decisive moments that change our lives, you know. Nowadays, we would call it not a kairos moment. We would say, this is an inflection point where things are going to change. They're going to turn. Um, it's the new normal. Time is up. The time is now. Uh, we're at a crossroads. These are the moments that we remember. You know, where were you when? What were you doing when? I had to memorize this from Julius Caesar, Act 4, Scene 3. When I was a freshman in high school, I have never had any opportunity to use this until now. There comes a tide in the affairs of men which, taken at the flood, leads on to fortune. Omitted, all the voyage of our life is cast among shallows and misery. On such a full sea are we now afloat, and we must take the current when it serves or lose our venture. Do you remember that? Basically, Shakespeare is saying, the train is leaving the station. Are you going to get on it or not? Make up your mind. Isaiah is talking about a Kairos moment. The people have been in exile in Babylon for over 50 years. They've been yearning to go home. And Isaiah, speaking the message from God, says, the time is up. You're going home. Comfort, comfort my people. You're at the fullness of time. This is a decisive moment in your lives. 
you are going home. Jesus, in the gospel, after John had been arrested, which was a low point to the people, it was devastating to the people. After John had been arrested, when the people would have been very discouraged, Jesus comes out of the wilderness and walks along the shore and says, the time is up, now is the time. It's a full time, it's an inflection point. The kingdom of God is near. Are you ready for it? Kairos moments have with it a sense of before and after. Things are kind of crummy before, and then afterwards, it's great. Now, commercials live, this is a script of almost every commercial you'll ever watch, is this before and after. And what makes the difference in one's life is the product that's being sold, you know. Before I started drinking Budweiser, my life was lousy. I had no friends. But once I started drinking Budweiser, everything is wonderful. There was no love in my life before I got a Subaru. But now that I have a Subaru, I know what love is. That's made the difference in my life. Subaru is that Kairos moment. Before I went with Charles Schwab, I was impoverished. But now that I've decided, ah, oh, take a vacation to Europe every weekend. There's this before and after the Kairos moment. When Jesus walks along the shore after John's been arrested, he's offering this Kairos moment to the disciples. Before, Mark says, they were fishermen. Afterwards, they're fishers of people. This is the decisive moment. This is when their lives change. This is when their lives turn. This is when they begin to be different and new people. Now, it seems every encounter with Jesus in the Gospels is this opportunity for this kairos moment, this new normal. Bartimaeus, the blind beggar, Jesus, have mercy on me. And Jesus stops. What do you want? I want to see. Before Jesus, he was blind. After Jesus, he can see, and he's a disciple. The Syrophoenician woman who was an outsider. Before Jesus, she was an outsider. After Jesus, she is one of God's loved people. This Kairos moment is critical in people's lives. But not all decide to take advantage of it. The rich young ruler, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus tells him, 
sell all that you have and give to the poor. And he passes. He passes. For the last three months, our culture has been talking about the Kairos moment, haven't we? We've been talking about what will the new normal look like when we reopen, when restaurants reopen, when parks reopen, when businesses reopen, when libraries reopen, when churches reopen. What will the new normal be? We see this as an inflection point. Well, things will be different. And we've talked about how mindful we've been of the homeless, how they can't obey a stay-at-home order because there's no home to stay in. And we've been concerned for those without health care. And we've been concerned for the elderly and those with, with at-risk conditions. And we're aware of their needs. And we're aware of people who have been laid off and furloughed. And we promise that in the new normal, we'll be mindful. We're aware that we're spending more time with our families, and we say that's good. And we want the new normal, this Kairos moment in our family life, that we'll spend more time with our family. And then three weeks ago, with the murder of George Floyd, Black Lives Matter became another inflection point in our society, another kairos moment where we became aware not just of policing but of poverty, of incarceration, of inequity in education and health care and housing and employment. The protests have made us very aware of the Kairos moment in which we live. Kairos moments begin with awareness. And people need to live in to that awareness of the new normal. It has been wonderful experiencing the offering that we have taken for the healing of community racism for the two stores that have been damaged at High and King. It began with awareness, but the awareness didn't add up to much until we got involved with our pocketbooks. Jesus knew that he needed people to live into the kingdom of God, into the new normal. That's why the first thing he does is call the disciples. I need you to live into this and show what it's like. It doesn't just happen. Things don't change unless we change.
often we take those words of Jesus, repent and believe the gospel, as a threat, as a guilt trip. What Jesus is really saying is, turn around. Look at what's behind you, or look what's in front of you. This is great stuff. This is exciting. This is God's kingdom. It's a world of forgiveness. It's a world of love. It's a world of compassion. Live into this. This is great stuff. Move into this. Wow. I want us to just look briefly at the disciples. How they saw the new normal. How they responded to this inflection point. The Kairos moment for the disciples was a shift in priority from things to people. They fished for fish. Now they fish for people. That's the priority. People come first. I've been trying to think of an analogy for our time. And as I think of all the development on High Street and all the high-rises and the people being displaced by the high-rises, it's like Jesus came into a real estate office and said, let's not build luxury apartments. Let's build affordable housing. Let's build transitional housing because people matter. For the disciples, the Kairos moment was a shift from acquisition to generosity. They're concerned about shortages. We don't have enough food to feed the people. And Jesus says, yeah, you have enough. You have enough. Be generous. For the disciples, the Kairos moment was a shift from fear of the other to community. They were fearful and prejudiced against Samaritans, Syrophoenicians, and Gentiles. And Jesus says, no, they're part of the kingdom of God, live in community. Their Kairos moment was a shift of me to the other. It was a shift from self to sacrifice. And in my life, it has to do with a shift from white supremacy to anti-racism, from white entitlement and white exceptionalism to full inclusion and justice. And that's a sacrifice. The Kairos moment has to do with a shift from expecting immediate results to being in it for the long haul and perseverance. Things didn't happen immediately to the disciples. They were in it for the long haul. We live into the Kairos moment and we live into it in our ways. It might begin with the step of protest. 
we might move to letters and calls and visits. We might move to listening. We might move to changing how we spend our money, how we spend our time, how we are entertained. But Jesus says the kingdom of God is near. Look at it. It's something we never imagined. And we're on the verge of it. I have my concerns about this Kairos moment because I know how I am. I know how the grass withers and the flower fades. I know how good intentions are forgotten. I know how when things return to normal, we go back to normal and things don't change. It's interesting reading some of the literature of other crises in human history, how the temptation is always to go back to the way it was, and often people do. I know how I am. I want things to change. The important question for me is, am I willing to change? Am I willing to be the change that I want to see? Am I willing to change so that I turn and say, wow, wow, this justice might be hard, but it's wonderful. This equality might be hard, but it's wonderful. I might have to sacrifice, but it's wonderful. We can call it what we want, the fullness of time, the inflection point, the new normal. But what's important is that it happens. That we live as the disciples that Jesus wants. That we live as Jesus wants us to live, living into that world. That world of people. That world of generosity. That world of sacrifice. That world of perseverance and that world of community. The kingdom of God is near. Wow. It's a great time to be alive. May it be so.